0: India's heritage and culture bring about a lot of admirable and heartwarming traditions and beliefs. People have rooted these traditions deep in their hearts despite us being in the fast and everything instant generation. People continue to follow and respect their lineage. Guru Shishya Parampara is one such tradition that is cherished in India. One can witness the essence of this parampara, especially in classical dance training. The guru shishya parampara rests on one simple principle. For a disciple, the guru is the last word on the subject. Today, I'm in a candid conversation with a vibrant 16 year old shishya Whose grit, determination, and dedication is noteworthy, and a very respected guru, who is a live example of being firm, affectionate, and goal oriented all at once. Well, as they say, the guru comes first. Mrs. Purnima Rajne. Founder NIDAM Nidam National Institute of Dance Art and Music is a virtuoso in ancient classical dance form Bharatnatyam and was initiated into this art form at a tender age of seven. Since then, she has won the hearts of connoisseurs through her dynamic stage presence, impeccable self-confidence excellent control over complex foot patterns and impressive facial expressions. Purnima has imbibed the artistic nuances of Bharatanatyam and choreographing skills. She's also a trained vocalist and a Nativanar. Her academic pursuits include Master's in Microbiology, Master's in Performing Arts, Women Entrepreneurship, and Leadership Program from IIM Calcutta, with work in Bharatanatyam, and is also a recipient of the fellowship from the Government of India, and presently, a research scholar with the Department of Performing Arts, Bangalore University with a vast teaching expertise spanning more than three decades. She has indigenously developed curriculum based program in Indian Performing Arts for preschoolers and it's presently teaching it free of charge to all underprivileged kids across the slums of Bengaluru through government Anganmari centers and NGO affiliated centers. An A-grade artist, Hidu Darshan. She was instrumental in setting up art facilities for various premier educational institutions across India. She's also a regular columnist for many art-based social networking sites and pages. Noteworthy among the many awards and titles conferred upon her are Bangalore City Icon, Social Leader of the Year, Outstanding Educationist, Pride of Nation Humanitarian Excellence Award, Bhumika Women Achievement of the Year, South India Women Achievers, Mahila Ratna Award, I don't know, the list is so, so, so long. She strongly advocates equal learning opportunities for all beyond cultural, social, economic and geographical barriers. You may be thinking that it's a long introduction, but what should I do if somebody is so overly talented? I am absolutely honored, Purnima, to have you on our show.
1: Hi, Anshu. I'm extremely humbled by that wonderful introduction and I'm privileged to be on this show and, you know, uh, talking to you. It's absolutely awesome.
0: Thank you and welcome again. And I think I should now plunge in. To discuss the Shishya Ananya Mani. Ananya is an exuberant sixteen-year-old who balances her studies and love for the performing arts perfectly. She started learning Bharatnatyam from Srimati Purnima Rajini at the age of five, in the Kala Shetra style. She then continued her journey in Sunartaki School of Bharatnatyam. In Gurgaon under Srimati Mat- Subha Lakshmi Ganesh, where she trained in the Vazuhoor style of the dance form. Among the many accolades she has won for her performance, um, Akhil Bhartiya Sang and Sunayana are worth a mention. She has regularly been invited to perform at various annual Natyanjali events hosted at World Heritage sites at Chidambaram, Tanajavur, Tiruvaruvar, and in Adipuram festival in Srivilliputta. Ananya is a trained vocalist in the Indian Carnatic and Western School of Music she holds a grade 3 merit certificate in Western classic piano from the Trinity College of London Ananya's pursuit of performing arts is with great dedication coupled with an excellent academic record and yes that's a surprise she's been awarded certificates of merit and the gold medal in her school for seven consecutive sessions. So for any one of you thinking that she's only doing dance and only dedicated to this art form, then no. Apart from being a part of the student council, she has honed her skills in public speaking and movie making as well. She also enjoys writing. Ananya believes in body neutrality and as a part of a student-led initiative, she advocates the same. We are social media platforms. She wishes to pursue higher studies in holistic health and well-being through the performing arts. Welcome, Ananya. Oh my God, today uh, I think it's uh, of of the many episodes that we've aired, Ananya. Uh, this is the 18th episode ananya and uh, this is the longest introduction i've said for people on the show so i don't know i mean this is this is going to be such a roller coaster welcome ananya welcome to the show
2: hi thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure to be here
0: well uh, I want our listeners to know that this Guru Shishya duo is all set for Ananya's Arangetram. For our listeners who may not know, Arangetram is a debut performance as a professional Bharatnatyam dancer. For her Arangetram, Ananya will set her feet on the stage on June 19th in Bangalore. So, welcome again, Ananya and Purnima. And I want my listeners to know that if this long introduction has tired you, just relax because now you're in for a very high energy, enthusiastic, and high on passion conversation. I I mean, I I had to make my headway through these two to actually make my point yesterday to tell them, okay, okay, we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about that. So I am thrilled to start this Guru Shishya conversation right away. So Ananya, in this generation where everything is so fast-paced, children get noodles in two minutes and pizza in less than 30, where boredom triggers every five minutes, tell me, how important is it to complete the learning journey that one starts, be it art, music, any sport or dance? Finish what you pick up how did you do this ananya and how did you fight all this instantaneous uh gen syndrome
2: in all honesty i don't see myself as anything different from this generation i am very much i'm not fighting it i'm very much in it i have done a numerous amount of things and left them really quickly i learned tennis for a long time but then quit i started learning the guitar but quite as soon as bar chords came into the picture i have done many things and i've been kind of the same as this generation but somehow bharatanatyam and dance has kind of stuck out and been that one thing that i have done consistently consistently for so long and i don't know how it happened i don't know why it happened but it did happen and now in hindsight i feel like i've learned so much from it i've i've learned so many life lessons and it honestly gives you just a sense of power to know that hey if i could do this i can do anything else it gives you a motivation that if i can sit Aramandi for two minutes i can pass this exam too and i think it's really important to have something like that because as someone like as a teenager you have self-esteem issues this really helps you through a lot of hard, hard times
0: well, uh, I think, uh, uh, Purnima, I, I want to ask you here. Uh, you know, Purnima, you and I were having a very long conversation about this generation and the role of a guru or a teacher today. Uh, remember uh, Purnima was talking to you, even about my daughter who picked up art, and uh, how uh, you know she she could never complete a course because of the way you know uh, she was taught there so i want i want to i want you to please address what should a parent or guru do to ensure that the student or the disciple stays connected to that art form. Of course, it's a journey of elimination and then picking up something. So, for example, like Ananya said, she picked up tennis and then didn't pursue. I talked about my daughter who picked up art as a class. She didn't do the class, but she still continues to paint. So what is the role of a guru or a teacher in this context?
1: Yeah, hi, Anshu uh i would just like to tell that you know uh, in our generation just the word guru commanded respect but uh, it doesn't work in this generation you know you really need to earn your respect from these kids so you know first of all they need to resonate with you and you need to keep evolving as a teacher like you know as and when the child uh, a child starts Uh, learning dance from you at the age of five the approach is so different when the child is around 10 years the approach is different when the child hits puberty it's different when the child is in adolescence then it's different so you know you as a teacher I need to keep evolving the way I strategize and I address the child and this is a whole journey it's not like you know this is a course of three years four years and you're done with it it doesn't work like that so first of all you need to connect with the child the way the child would want to connect with you so that's there's no uniform formula that you know this is how it has to be and this is how it works absolutely no every child is unique and the uh, way we address the issues of every child has to be unique sure
0: uh, so I mean, on this journey then, of course, uh, you remember um, uh, Purnima was talking about how uh, you're so right when you say that the journey is unique, the child is unique, the age is unique, what one needs at that age is unique. But uh, uh, do you have you so did you change these things as you progressed with Ananya over these years? Because you've been watching her from uh, very, very early years
1: yeah that's right anshu uh, the day ananya came to my house was she was this small little five year old bubbly child who would you know absolutely no inhibitions at all she would just you know uh, uh, jump into all uh, whatever was there a table chair all that was she she had to be on something up nothing on the floor okay so she always found a place like a Hanuman, you know, she always wanted to be up. So even when she was down playing, you can't, you would not uh, find Ananya playing down on the ground. If you need to find Ananya, she would be on the uh, some tree or compound, you know, that was the energy level of Ananya. And, you know, I had to really harness that energy, tie her down, channelize, focus that energy so that she gets tired. And then, you know, she really is like, yes, now I need a little bit of rest. And I see her after almost uh, eight years after she shifted back to Delhi and then uh, during this pandemic, uh, I mean, uh, uh, throughout this, uh, Arthi, I mean, Aarti, her mom, she kept posting all her, you know, the progress that she has made, the various festivals that she would go and perform and, you know, we were in touch and then uh, during this covid the uh, aarti came up in like uh, can ananya start uh, online classes back with you Purnima. then suddenly i see this grown up beautiful teenager you know who's absolutely gorgeous and uh, as ever she always has her own ideas about everything it's so very difficult you know to convince her that yes it doesn't work like this kana it works like that so At the core, Ananya is still that same old fire. But yes, she has grown up into a beautiful um, uh, girl adolescent who has her own very strong opinions about every subject.
0: Wow, wow, what a journey. What a journey and so much more to cover. So Ananya, tell me, what were the obstacles you faced on this journey? Uh, Because, uh, you know, we get subjected to a lot of judgment um what were your friends response how did your age group look at this dance form were there any challenges or what or was it accepted was it welcome tell me what happened how was this journey for you any obstacles you faced so i think
2: peer pressure is one of the main obstacles that kind of pop up when you learn a dance form like bharatanatyam it's not really considered cool people are doing ballet and opera and contemporary dance but indian styles of doing something is not considered as great so i would often get teased about you know doing something so old school and uncool and because i learned Bharatanatyam when i would go for rehearsals i spent most of my time in indian clothing something else that is not considered very cool so i was often made fun of that um, you know, some people actually thought that I had been kind of forced into this because I'm a South Indian and Bharatanatyam is a South Indian dance form. Um, other than that, you know, I, I was also a bit of a chubby little child. So there was a little element of body shaming because I wasn't really the quote-unquote ideal body type of a dancer. So, But as a child, I was pretty strong-headed. So it was easy to kind of shut it all out and do my own thing.
0: So tell me, how did you shut it out? That's what I more, more really want to know
2: i I honestly don't even know how I shun it all out. Um there's just something about being on stage and dressing up and dancing for me that just nothing can no con can outweigh that. Just there's somehow, like on a stage in a spotlight, you can think about nothing else and that happiness just takes over everything. But as a child, I also could not care less about what people thought of me. I was really like I was a rebel I remember when I was in third grade um, we had these school activities that we had to choose and I chose cricket as my school activity and at that time there was no other girl who would play cricket that was an all boys thing so the teacher came up to me and told me you should change your activity because girls don't play cricket and I remember going to the principal's office and fighting saying first of all who are you to say girls don't play cricket and since then, I was the only girl on the cricket team throughout uh, my childhood. So I was like pretty rebellious in that sense, and I couldn't care less about what you thought of me, and I would do my thing either way.
0: Yeah. So I understand. So there's a the joy of being on the stage. You lived with that, I guess. That's something that uh, stayed with you, Ananya. Would that be right to say? And that, that joy brought you back to the stage over and over again, and you started prepping up for it. Uh, i love the thing of uh, i love that thing of fighting for your space in the in the cricket team and i think that speaks volumes about uh, uh, not only uh, being a rebel but also about uh, executing what you so strongly believe in whatever is your calling understanding that and then pursuing it and making it happen but there's a big role to play here um, so we always see this in the front you know that okay this girl is going ahead that's your essential nature that you know you kind of um, fought through your way and but there is something that works behind the curtain and I think I'll, I'll bounce that off to you Purnima that how I mean, I'm sure I'm sure if somebody, you know, says a statement, you know, speaks of a statement and says that, hey, what are you wearing? Or, you know, aha, uh-huh, so you're learning this dance form, and things like Ananya highlighted also talk briefly about body shaming. So when these things are said, um, there is someone who's working behind the curtain. And that is that is the teacher and the parent. So uh, tell me, Purnima, when Ananya was going through these various phases, how did you bring back the motivation and how did you partner uh, with Aarti, who's Ananya's mom? So tell me a little about that, please.
1: Yeah, Anshu. Uh, honestly, uh, when Ananya was going through that phase, must be like, you know, 12 to 14 years of age. Actually, I wasn't there with her. But yes, there are a lot of other kids, you know, who go through this phase, wherein, you know, they need to come uh, in terms to accept their body. So this is a very common thread which runs across all girls in that age. So uh, very first thing is like, you know, uh, we uh, ask them to start wearing the uh, dhavni or uh, the, uh, the patta, what you tell, in a very different way. So, you know, uh, the body consciousness starts from that process. So, you know, it, it you, you gradually evolve. You gradually and the child has to come into terms that yes now she's growing up into a beautiful girl and you know she has to be assertive you know that is one thing i think uh anybody who learns bharatnatyam eventually they start developing this quality of being assertive what ananya what do you think yes? i think i agree yeah, yeah. so i you know uh, the very nature of bharatnatyam is such that you know you become uh, multitasking from day one because your legs move in a direction, hands move in another direction, eyes move in another direction, and you're portraying a completely different expression. So putting all these things at one place, the brain is activating so many centers at one time. And I think they start doing this even in their practical uh, life. That they start doing uh, multitasking and they become more assertive and they know how to you know accept whatever the comments come along their way how to give it back in which way should they you know what to take what not to take i think this becomes the whole uh, growing process yeah i think for me it's also dance class in itself
2: is so enjoyable that uh you don't really think about all those comments as much so like your guru makes dance class such a nice experience that that kind of outweighs all the problems.
0: Yeah, so you kind of shut it out, you know, once you're there on the floor and, yeah. 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 So um, um, do you remember, Purnima, of a conversation with any student, any choice of words that worked best, you know, when you were trying to convince uh, a student about fighting this these kind of, uh, words or these kind of judgments that were being thrown at them do you remember any such incident with any other student as well
1: uh one incident i very uh clearly still remember ranshu there used to be the small child you know in hyderabad who was my student uh who was the only girl child of her parents so a uh, mom used to be over protective of this child like you know come to the bus stop carry the bag and you know she, You know, she had her own inhibitions and apprehensions. I can very well understand that. But the child at that age was not able to understand why Mama is doing all this. And, you know, she wanted to be independent, but she was not given that choice or that sense of freedom. So that child would come and tell, Auntie, I don't like Amma tagging along with me everywhere. I need my space. And then mom would come and tell uh, Purnima, she's not understanding. Like, you know, it's not that I want to control her, but I'm a little scared. I don't know whether she's able to make the right judgment. How is she going to go ahead? And these are my apprehensions. So somewhere, you know, I become the uh, um, umpire. You know, I need to listen to this child. I need to listen to mom's point of view also and see that, you know, both of them reconcile and they are on the same page. So this is usually happens like, you know, because it's not like a one day affair, which I told. The child eventually grows with the teacher. And uh, the drop off rate is usually like once the child has learned for two or three years. But once the child has learned for more than five, six years with the same teacher, that teacher becomes like your second mom. And you know, you start spending more time and you start sharing everything. Once the child gets the trust, yes, uh, ma'am is so cool, I can go and tell her whatever I feel. And you know, she gets the trust that yes, ma'am might be able to help me out of this. That trust is very, very important is what I feel.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. Ananya, let's make an attempt today to break the ceiling, you know. Uh, People uh, your age, uh, your friends your age, uh, you talked about such an interesting thing where you said, how you dress up in the indian attire would matter how you look mattered and like uh, Punema talked about how you would drape the dupatta mattered so tell me what are the some what are some of the myths attached to this dance form and its practice let's let's shatter those myths today
2: so i think in especially a place like delhi there isn't much awareness about this stuff anyway so it comes for a lot of stereotyping uh, there's this sense of like all seven classical dance forms being reduced to and you know there's this people get confused between all dance forms people don't really know much about it um are mixed up with each other and you know they're, they're, they just don't know what it's about so it, it inevitably they don't want to talk about it they feel it's uncool um, there's also kind of a myth that it's not as rigorous as other dance forms. People think, you know, ballet is so rigorous and there's so much to do. But honestly speaking, I think it's rigorous in both a physical and mental way. You have like Abhinaya is very hard to do, knowing where to look at your eyes, having that expression, getting into the character of who you have to play. You have to understand every little nuance that this is the expression someone has to feel.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I'll just, uh, just uh, tell a quote here, uh, Anshu. What happens is, you know, all our padams and abhinaya, I mean, the abhinaya pieces, padhams and javalis are basically set, you know, like, 500 600 year old compositions wherein there is this heroine the naika who pines for the naika the hero okay you know it becomes such a herculean task for me to explain it to these kids that the naika the heroine is pining for the hero and these kids come back to me auntie why the hell would i cry if the hero ditches me i would ditch him and go so how do you explain it to these kids that this is how it was at that time Karna? this is how you need to portray and you know serve the food to nayaka auntie if he's hungry he's going to come and eat his food why should i serve him so, you know it takes a lot of effort to get these generation you know, kids back to that. Uh, school of thought what
0: do you tell them then Uh, what do you tell them (laughs) oh
1: oh, it takes a lot of effort to get them to understand it's nice raja in your real life you're not doing this on stage this is how it's going to be just portray this character understand the mindset when in the era which it was no composed you know that cajoling has to happen otherwise these kids just don't do that (laughs) i love it
2: if
0: he's hungry he'll have it (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) I don't feed my dog only, ma'am. Why should I feed my husband? So what do you
0: answer? Lovely. I love, I'm loving this. Uh, Okay, we've talked about myths. We've talked about how, you know, we need to break these barriers. But, you know, I think it is such a tapasya that, um, of course, the guru and the shishya are working hand in hand. But there is a big support system that also works behind the scene. Um, when I was first approached uh, by Ananya's mother, who's, uh, uh, you know, and uh, the objective behind, you know, this podcast was so clear. I saw Ananya's mother as such a visionary who was looking at Ananya's, Ananya's career, Ananya's performance and the hard work that Purnima, you and Ananya put together in a big, picture perspective she was doing that and that hit me very strongly and uh, so I want to know from both of you uh, Ananya perhaps you could go first but what was your support system who were your supporters on this journey and and how did that help and of course I'd surely love to know uh, a mature perspective of this from you Purnima So over to you Ananya
2: So, I think my family has always been really, really supportive of my dance because uh, they're all mathematicians and engineers who cannot do anything artistic for the life of them. So, I'm kind of like this one kind of oddball in the family. And they've, like, because of that, because I'm so different, they've really kind of supported me through everything and they've always. They've always said, "Oh, you 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 dance, you do this. It's so great." And you know, no matter what, no matter when when I wanted a new costume, it was there. When I wanted new makeup, it was there. So in every sense, they've always been there, and they've 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 always reminded me. They they've reminded me more than I've reminded myself that hey, you you put so much effort into dance then you can channel that effort into anything you want and you know look at how much you are learning through this they've they've always been there to kind of point that out and this honestly the biggest stakeholder though is just like the costume and being on stage it's it's just the feeling is indescribable it's something different and you know nothing can ever replace dressing up like that and being on stage for me to be honest so that's like different only
0: wow wow so tell me purnima um on this journey what was the support uh, that you received and uh, what is the support that you most often do not receive as well
1: um here there are uh, three stakeholders show, the parent the child and the teacher so this is not going to be you know uh, one person's effort. This has to be a team effort. First of all, the child has to be entirely motivated to take up this art because it's not going to be easy on the child also. First of all, it's very uh, draining physically. And as Ananya told, once we start teaching them the abhinayam, getting into that mental space coming out of their present mental status takes a lot of effort. And then the parent also has to understand the passion that the child has got in this art form, because it does, uh, you know, drain their purse and also the time. Equally, the, because they need to invest a lot of time, they need to dedicate their time, they will be, you no know, uh, scheduled scheduled with their own professional commitments, but then they'll have to drop in, uh, pick up, and whenever there's a program, they need to stay back. And then, yes, there are a lot of uh, expenses, like Ananya told, the costume, the jewellery, you know, uh, uh, the same costume the child can't keep Wearing over and over again so you need variety so again that's a lot of investment so if you are thinking from the point of a, uh, you know, a business strategy the ROI is too <laughs> low. Uh, that is what I would tell. Yeah. Because if you're in a, uh, instant or return on your investment is something that you cannot get out of this profession. It is an intangible uh, return that only very few people can understand as an investment. And for the teacher, yes, the teacher has to be, first of all, passionate about teaching. Uh, somebody, you know, who wants to connect with the younger generation, you know, be that bridge of passing on what the teacher learned from her guru or his guru and then you know uh, uh, modify it and you know articulate it so that the present generation takes it you know it needs a lot of effort and also investment of time from the teacher also because as you told you know everything is instant now and even if the teacher wants that i teach the Uh, student for two years and, you know, I want her to be a great uh, artist. It doesn't work like that. It's a constant effort. The child also keeps evolving over the time and the teacher needs to invest that much of time and energy into that process of evolving that child.
0: Sure, sure. I remember you and I were talking about one very important thing that uh, how important it is for a parent uh, to also have a strong belief in the guru or in the teacher. You said you you made a very interesting statement to me in our last discussion. Purnima, where you said that it is best that the parents do their homework before they sign up. Because once you're on this journey, it should be a complete surrender where we, we you know, you surrender the child to the guru with full faith and then let, believe the guru to take whatever uh, route that guru takes and how the guru maneuvers the shishya uh, towards the final goal. So you were telling me about a very shocking experience where you were asked about a package. Oh my God, I mean, I was like... Wow, that was something scary. Would you like to share that with our listeners, please?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. See, uh, as I told you know, this art form is has a lot of uh, intangible uh, arenas. I mean, uh, attached to it. So I cannot really quantify a few things you know in the way the parents want or they uh, expect. Uh, as soon as uh, the parent comes, they like um, like in how many years can my child be on stage? Then how, how do you answer that? It entirely depends on the child, It ent- a child might need uh, 10 days to learn an item, a child may take 10 months to learn an item. So it entirely depends on the child, you cannot prefix the you know, learning module uh, period. And uh, uh, how many years ka course is this man? By the time the child is 5 years, she'll be on stage, she'll be doing Arangetram and who's a certificate. Mil every parent comes with a completely different set of expectations on one for one parent this is like you know a status symbol if she has done her arangetram yes then you know it's a respectable thing in the society people think that yes we are you know affordable kinds and for some, it is like, you know, uh, she just sits at home doing nothing, ma'am. So I just thought, uh, let me put into dance class. So it's, you know, like shooing away the kid for some time. Let me get some free time. And for some, it is like, huh, we need some certificates, ma'am. If a certificate a certificate, it is good, na. Ya, her career bad So this is like, you know, an ancillary subject for her main academic career. So every parent comes with a completely different set of, uh, you know, approach and demand. So first of all, I'll have to counsel the parent. Yes, yes, it is a fitness program. Yes, it gives you a certificate. Yes, this is a career option. Yes, this is a fun activity. But yes, there is a, there are different ways how you look at it. So it becomes a little bit of, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of effort from the teacher's side to understand what the parent is exactly looking at this form as. Some parents tell, uh, what to do, Madam, let her come to uh, dance class now, because anyway, she is going to discontinue after 10th and 12th. So, you know, that is okay. the approach. Okay. And But with Ananya, I would like to make it a point that this child is in 12th and she doesn't stay uh, close by with me and you know, she is in delhi i'm at Bengaluru and she makes all these trips every month she stays uh, 10 days a month here she takes classes physically and then every day online so, you know that kind of dedication is what is required for this art both from the parents and from the student side
0: so indeed uh, i think uh, it will be right to conclude that it is truly a tapasya, you know, I mean, I don't know, uh, that's a very refined and a large word. However, truly it it is a tapasya that both the shishya, the guru, and you said as a third stakeholder, the parent also invests in. So uh, Ananya, do you think uh, that you've experienced the intensity of it, like it is a tapasya, like something that's not just a, you know, uh, uh a hobby that you get in and get out of or a, a time pass activity that you get in and get out of have you experienced the intensity of this transform and the journey of learning this as truly a tapasya have you experienced anything close to it
2: i honestly don't know but the one thing i do know is that you know i i've had my fair share of weird hobbies obsessions, you know, listening to Taylor Swift continuously for two months kind of phases. But dance has been this one thing that's literally always on my mind. Like, I remember while giving my ninth final exams, we had a, a performance at Natiangeli like a week later or so. So I was dancing during my math exam and I was stamping my feet and being a nuisance to the entire classroom because, I mean, honestly, it was almost like a meditation. Two two days before the performance, you kind of don't think about anything else. You learn how to zone in, focus, and and to a certain extent, I do kind of feel like that. But I I'm not. I don't know. Like
1: I don't no, know how to be
0: said I can it. get You you say you don't know, you don't know, but you said it. You just said it that it takes that form of meditation, and you're so right, Ananya, because uh, you know there's a consistent. Uh, thing in in your conversation ever since I've been talking to you earlier and yesterday and then today and, you know, this consistent thing about how you feel towards and I think uh, it's your passion. It energizes you. It's something that's top of your mind and so, you know, we can give it any name. We can give it the name of a passion. We can give it the name of top of the mind. We can give it the name of something that, uh, you know, gives you the adrenal rush or, you know, we can give it various names, but yes, end of the day, this is driving you and which is why you're able to pursue it and continue to bring, you know, do it day in, day out, dress up, get on the stage and work hard to get each and every uh, posture right as, as Purnima was explaining amazing this is really amazing uh, well uh, how do we eventually see success then Ananya tell me how how do you eventually finally what does it take to see success
2: I I don't know I don't think there's a real end goal to this it's kind of a constant journey right you, you're going to be learning dance like, for me it's like for the rest of your life so there's no end to it but I think just listening to ma'am sitting in Aramandi properly going to dance class having these kind of like small milestones because if you really think about it there's nothing to you know there's no long-term attainable goal so you know finding the little joys and just doing it because you enjoy doing something is really important
0: sure What about you, Purnima? How would you finally see success in Ananya or otherwise in any Shishya? Uh,
1: Success is uh, a personal word I feel, Anshu, because everybody, they have their own definition of success. So for me as a person, uh, success is something that if I'm able to do something which I felt I won't be able to do under the given circumstances, but yet I'm able to break that boundary and you know, I'm able to achieve that, that is a success for me. And yes, there are so many constraints and there are so many you know, limitations. And if that child is able to overcome all that and enjoy that moment being there, that is success. You know, you, you need to enjoy what you're doing. And if you are able to do that and, and if you're able to build a career out of that, then that's awesome. But if you're still able to find happiness and pleasure in those small things that you want to accomplish, then that is success.
0: Sure, sure. Um, you know, uh, do you think that uh, uh, this little milestone of the of of getting into a professional platform, a little milestone of progressing towards, uh, let's say, now you can perform professionally many people just define that as success. But I was, uh, I was absolutely amazed when you said uh, that this is actually where the journey begins. So would you like to elaborate a little on these little milestones that you experience on the journey of Bharatnatyam? Oh,
2: yes, Ananya? <laughs> I mean, I, I personally think the milestones start when you first learn from just doing steps you first learn your first item or you learn like Puna, I'm taught me one Ganesha Shloka in the beginning like that was kind of my first little milestone and then you learn Alaripu and then you go into Abhinaya and then you explore all these different things that you didn't know was possible and you almost learn a new language like dance language because there are so many items that we learn in like Telugu and Canada that I don't know the language but I look at the actions, and I kind of back instead of seeing the lyrics and trying to figure out what the dance means, you look at the dance and try to figure out what the lyric means. So it's almost as if you learn a new language through dance, and like, and then after that you do your arangetram, and then you start choreographing by yourself, and you do all these different things. So I think like there are a lot of
1: tiny little milestones when it comes to dance. Okay,
0: anything that you want to top up, Purnima?
1: yeah for because uh, usually as a common man people think that you know arangetram is like a graduation but uh, you know actually arangetram is that phase of uh, a, a point in a dancer's life where the dancer understands what it takes to be a solo dancer what it takes to carry that entire three hours of a recital on her shoulder, you know, there are uh, the abhinaya becomes so fluid in a fraction of a second. The uh, the dancer has to portray hatred. The next minute she is in love with that person. The next minute she becomes a mother. The next minute, you know, she becomes an ardent devotee. You know that transition, that training to get into that transitory mode of expression. You know that is you know it's so difficult so that journey when the child undergoes through all these uh, forms of uh, various phases of difficulties and you know that is that itself is a milestone so now the child understand what it takes to carry an entire one hour two hour recital completely on individual shoulder and you know uh, see that you know at the end of that uh, recital she's very happy and the audience is very happy at least the audience seems to have captured what the dancer tries to portray so you know these are all small things and now the child is ready yes so now i know where to look how to look how to capture the audience and how how not to let their mind slip off the item that i'm trying to portray yes ananya so now you get to understand that
0: wow wow i hope that the people who are listening to this podcast will understand the intensity. I think this particular answer to that both of you, you've just given is truly breaking the myths that I was hoping to break, you know, because People don't understand. People don't understand the intensity. People do not understand what goes behind it. Like you truly said, it turns you into a multitasker, an assertive human. I think it's it's beyond our understanding what a dance form can train you to become. Other than a dancer, I mean, beyond a dancer, I mean, it's amazing. It's truly amazing well i it's been a it's been a it's been an eye-opener for me as well and i'm sure it will be for many who are listening to this i just hope that the 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 purpose of this podcast of course was to give a a legitimate platform to the efforts that the two of you are making to bring this keep this dance form alive and kicking yes of course Uh, That's the main goal behind this podcast, but beyond this goal was one another goal that I and Anya and Purnima discussed, everyone, was to break that myth that a youngster, today's generation cannot be inclined towards an Indian dance form was also to break the myth that you're probably tied to it and you don't cherish it, you don't enjoy it. I think the only word that I've heard from Ananya so far over and over again in various uh, forms is that she cherishes it so much. And the other thing that the Guru shishya Parampara is still alive. Yes, like uh, Purnima said, it has changed its probably its attire. You know, it has changed the way it is perceived. But yes, explanations have changed. The word we are has changed, the choice of words has changed. But to say that the Guru Shishya Parampara still exists in its truest form is it absolutely true. It is true. And I think uh, Purnima and Ananya, their partnership is an example of keeping this Guru Shishya Parampara alive in all its firmness, strictness in discipline in the trueness of the art form and most importantly in the dedication and practice i think i want to turn this a little the other side to a little fun note now i'm going to throw out some rapid fire questions for the two of you now randomly so rapid fire means rapid fire so you need to be very quick in your answers i'm going to just keep bouncing off at both of you are you guys ready
1: yeah i'm scared ananya
0: is going to win now <laughs> i'm sorry you don't have a hamper to give but uh, yes uh, i'm sure i'm sure the hamper will be the success uh, even if we can motivate one more person to look at this dance form in the right manner i think we would have won this battle so ananya i'm shooting this one at you so tell me what happens when you do a mistake while practicing ananya
2: so, uh, ma'am is a very loving person who gives really loving nicknames such as uh, donkey, buffalo. <laughs> Don't let out my secret, <laughs> So, she'll often scream this phrase that is kind of her catchphrase, which is, A e, subha one putt I'll give you, do properly. It's, I mean, we kind of both know that she doesn't mean it in a really like bad sense and she's not trying Absolutely. to hurt
0: us. Absolutely.
2: But, yeah.
0: There's this like tough love element. Sure. So uh, Purnima, what is the best thing about Ananya? Uh,
1: Lot of things are very good about her. She's always open to criticism. She's always open to learning. And, you know, there are times when she's completely exhausted. And I'm like, no, Ananya, this is not okay. Let's do one more time. And she's like, yes, we'll do one more time. (laughs) So that is what I love the most about her.
0: Wow. And tell me, Purnima, what is it that Ananya needs to be better at?
1: Uh, I think she is already there. She just needs to be a little more toned down because, you know, um, there are uh, places where, you know, the glances have to be subtle. She's that bubbly, energetic, Ananya wherein, you know, I'll have to mellow her down. Ananya? It's okay. It's okay. No,
0: little more subtle, little more refined. <laughs> Lovely. Ananya, you know what? Um, it gives us a lot of strength when somebody we look up to, our mentor, our teacher, our gurus, even just by our side, there in our, you know, in the view, in our perspective. So uh, what are, if, I, if I'm going to ask you a big question, um, what are you? without your guru?
2: I don't know at all because I can't imagine uh, like anything like that because I, I, I don't know it just seems like there would be no direction really to learn you know you. I can dance by myself but what is the point of that dance if I'm not learning anything new if I'm not being called a subha or not sitting in a paramandi <laughs> So, I I don't know. I, I can't imagine a scenario like
1: that, to be honest.
0: So true. So true. And that's how I think it should be. Purnima, do you have a favorite student?
1: uh every student, I'm sure though this looks like a cliche word, (laughs) but yes, honestly yes, because I personally feel there's something very, very unique about every child. You know, even a small five-year-old honestly comes and gives a small card, like, you know, happy birthday, auntie, and, you know, just small something she would have made out of a paper and gives it to me. And, you know, they just give back so much of love and affection that every child is so unique. I really you know it's really hard for me to tell you know who is my favorite and who is not my favorite
0: Absolutely, absolutely Ananya um, If I were to ask you tell me three or five words What has Bharatnatyam given you Ananya?
2: I think it's it's given me a lot of perspective because you know like in these Abhinaya pieces and all, you have to kind of force yourself to do things that you're not comfortable doing, yeah. so, <laughs> so in that sense, it helps me force myself to do things I'm not comfortable doing in other aspects of life, like, you know, I don't like doing physics, but I still have to do it, because I have to pass, stuff like that, uh, It also it's it given me a lot of, it's given me strength, it's given me, uh, you know, a way to channel all my energy, it's given me... A lot of happiness, given me a lot of things that I can't even put into words.
0: Over to you, Purnima, tell me, as a guru, uh, when you look at it as someone who's been living this art form in and out, um, you live this art form every minute of the day, um, and not only for Ananya, but for so many students of yours. Tell me, in your as a guru, tell me, Purnima, what can Bharatnatyam give us a shishya?
1: Everything, every, all that courage and boldness to face the challenges that the life throws at us, Anshu. It's not an easy task. It's not an easy way ahead. I'm sure every one of us have our share of troubles and you know uh, situations which can trigger panic, anxiety, and you know such uh, uh, issues which can you know which might not be uh, shown outwards. But yes, you are going through it um, in and out every day. But you know, uh, Bharatanatyam for me is that anchor which will you know. It's that thread? It's like a thread attached to the kite, which will help you soar high, but which will also keep you grounded. So, you know, it's that uh, thing which I can always, you know, fall back. And I'm sure that is also the same thing with all my students. They have something, you know, which will, which, uh, to which they can come back and bounce back. You now, take all those difficult balls which the life throws at them and make it a sixer.
0: Super, super. I hope uh, you know today's discussion, this candid conversation, helps people respect the journey that a guru and shishya goes through when they're learning in dance form. I hope today the young generation, um, Ananya's generation, or even younger than her, uh, you know, they they look at uh, this as the new cool thing. I hope they can understand that uh, it's not that only a Western form of dance is, is what is cool or chic. But yes, we are chic when we promote our tradition. We are chic when we understand what goes behind what has got us, uh, what has got our legacy to what be what it is today. And I hope we look at those promoting this as she. uh be it ananya be it purnima be it be it anyone who's even stepping into making a beginning into learning a dance form a classical dance form. thank you ananya and purnima it has been an amazing discussion amazing conversation and i've cherished uh, knowing the two of you as individuals but what i've loved most about the two of you is the two of you together you're like you're like tom and jerry yeah i mean you're not oh, just... yeah you framed it right <laughs> but most of the times honestly i am the jerry Anshu. this is this one is the tom you know, and, I, and i'm sure if i'll ask her, she'll say i am the jerry so that, yeah that's also what makes you tom and jerry you know okay wonderful so thank you Ananya I wish you good luck uh, for June 19th when you're going to step on the stage it's going to be a big step for you may you make your parents may you make your guru proud and make you yourself proud for all the good work that you have put in may it bear fruit for you and may the journey truly begin from there for you thank you Purnima for the multiple things that you are, um, and in these little, in this little while of knowing you, Purnima, I've loved the person that you are. Not only thank you, you
1: <laughs> because most of the times I tell, I should have been a dog trainer. Half of my life, I just tell, sit, sit, sit. <laughs> and you know, Ananya's dog also during the online classes listen to this and sits, though Ananya doesn't sit. <laughs>
0: well 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 that's your beauty you know uh, you know um, perhaps Purnima you're not even aware and uh, you know um, in Hindi there's this a phrase that San ki peetra bolti hai so I want to tell you uh, Purnima that uh, you should feel extremely proud and have your chest swelled with pride today because The way you've nurtured Ananya, and I'm sure all your other students, the moment you turn your back, you're one person people are going to speak wonderful things about, not only because you're nurturing their talent, but because the sincerity with which you approach your art form. And that is evident in your choice of words, in the way you deal with children, in the affection, in the way, the respect with which you address your dance form thank you Purnima Uh, it's truly been an honor for me to interact with the two of you and I hope I can grab a seat on the 19th of June where Ananya is performing and I see you uh, with your chest swelled with pride and at this moment I don't want to take away uh, the credit from the parent uh, who's visualized all this so perfectly uh setting the platform for a right takeoff thank you ananya thank you purnima over to a few for your last closing notes please
1: Thank you, Anshu. Thank you so much for giving me this wonderful platform to put across the thoughts which I wouldn't have put it across in any other, you know, interviews or, you know, on any other platform because most of them are going to be the formal kind of things, you know, where we tell what we are asked. But this was something very different and I absolutely cherish this. Because I got to, I uh, got an opportunity where I could you know, with uh, complete honesty, I could share whatever I felt. And I'm uh, extremely grateful. And yes, uh, I would definitely love to have you in person on 19th of June. And to all our listeners too, any, anyone who is in and around Bangalore, please do drop in and bless this wonderful child yeah this has
2: been great never really been on a spotify podcast before never done any such thing so it's been super fun different experience
0: i'm sure uh, this is the only this is only the first one and i'll reserve that i was the one who first brought Ananya on spotify podcast you know <laughs> So, I was the first one to get Purnima on the podcast. Now, nothing's going to stop. It's going to be a roller coaster now on. Enjoy the journey to a few. Cherish each other's partnership. And please keep this flame burning high for many, 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 many more to learn this art form. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. Signing off, everybody. This is Candid Conversations with Anshurora, and I've truly cherished this one. Thank you, and signing off.